You're listening to the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast with your hosts, Brent and Angelo. Episode 26 of your favorite podcast for the Lube, Playing for Keeps. Angelo, how are you this week? Well, I'm good. We've got a new setup here. We found a new spot to tape this thing. We're still at, at Springfield High. Welcome back. Thank you very much. It's Th- great to be back. Things have changed a lot, eh? Uh, yeah, yeah I think there's like uh, a new uh, coat of paint on the wall or something. I don't know. I think so. I I, I don't know. This is uh, exciting to have you back. Well, so, thanks. It's great uh, to be back. And you know what? We're, we're going to talk about a few things. Today we're, we're uh, playing for keeps. We're going to talk about if the season ended today, uh, who would people keep? So in our opinion, who are the four players that people would keep? Uh, but first of all, let's talk a little bit about uh, your new life as a, <laughs> yeah. as a coordinator, coordinator. here. Um, yeah. Maybe yeah. talk a little bit about Matthew's contract and the impact on RFA. Some winners and losers. And then our main topic, we'll get into uh, keepers. So... Uh, Day two into your new job on Monday, you texted me that you were eating lunch in the parking lot of your new building by yourself. No, I was actually in Madoc in a Tim Hortons. Oh, nice! E- even better. That is so, amazing. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, it's been it's been a huge shift. It's been it's been very different for me. So you know, it's a it's a welcome change. Change is good, right? But uh, it's been a bit of an adjustment period. So yeah, I ate my lunch in in my car. If uh, those are the days that I actually get lunch, and I know Aiden is probably really feeling incredibly sad for me about that statement right now. Well, speaking of lunch, I have to say I I go back to the lunchroom every day, yeah. as, as per our routine for the last uh, fifteen years or so. Uh, but there's nobody in there anymore. No, it's a we've said this. It's like a game of Survivor, and I'm like the last person, <laughs> and the, the tiki torches are out now, and I'm trying to win the million bucks. Yeah. And when someone shows up, they don't want to talk about the League of Ordinary they, Gentlemen. No, it's 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 a lonely life uh, now, isn't it? So yeah. So I, what I do now is I just take my lunch out. Yeah. And my phone. Yeah. And then I go to the pool. Yeah. And I just mumble to myself. And then and then kind of nod and smile. I guess you know people don't realize the importance of the pool. Yes. And maybe you need a, uh, a central office here yeah. right next to my classroom. I think I think that's actually what I need because the pool the pool unites us all. It does. Right? It does. All right. So what do you think about – enough about me. What do you think about that massive news? Was it yesterday it came out? Two the days news? ago. Two days ago, the massive news about Matthew and his contract. What's well, your I thought? Think I think it's uh, – you know, full credit to the Toronto Maple Leafs doing the five-year deal. Everyone's so obsessed with the eight-year deal all the time. Yeah. So they do a five-year deal, so they've got Matthews for the next five years. Is he a UFA after that, or is he still restricted? I think he might be an unrestricted free agent I think he that. is after that, yeah. And so, so he, he's only 26 at that point, right? So he gets to resign again for big money. Yeah, So he and, and he'll be able to potentially go back home to Arizona if he wants to. Yeah, the Leafs right. window for winning will be kind of coming to an end at that point. Yep. So. I think it's a really smart deal, and I think the money was reasonable as well, $11.5 million, $11.6 million. Bucks. Yep. So what do you think this is going to do to other free agents? By the way, the only other restricted free agent that really matters, if you're watching any news, is Mitch Marner. I know. <laughs> Ranton in, Point, these other guys, no, they don't matter. They don't matter. No, the only, the only thing you hear about is Marner. In terms of Marner, I think Marner is going to be asking for similar money. Um, I don't think he would want to leave because the chances are there in Toronto to win. You know, I think most of those players want a cup. They know they, the chances don't come along every day. And uh, I think they can get something done, but I think it's going to be similar to, to I th- what did they actually have? Do they only have about $12 million or $11.4 $11. million to play with for the rest of their signings? 
Because well, I, I haven't checked that out. I'm not sure. I think it's very close to that. So it's going to be really tight. But I think Dubas is a pretty smart, smart young man. So he uh, he'll get it done. In turn, in terms of the rest of uh, of the uh, UFAs, like if you look at a Rantanen, he could easily command the same type of cash. Um, I think so, he's going to be also going to be looking for maybe a shorter term deal. Who knows? I would think most of them uh, will now like this five year deal because they can be UFAs. Yeah. Uh, uh, quicker. The whole Matthews Marner uh, thing reminds me a lot of you and I. Yeah. Right? Like, because you get paid uh, more than me. Yeah. Not a lot more than me. No. And I have uh, requested and commanded and threatened to um, you know, stay away from work unless they give me a raise. That's right. It hasn't worked to this day. No. Because we are. And you still uh, keep coming in. I keep coming in. Yeah. And I keep trying, but I will continue to threaten. <laughs> Until I get yeah. paid the same amount as you do, yeah. More. I think I think a couple more emails, uh, you know, um, viscerally worded emails will help. I think, I think so. I think that will help. Okay, um, so where does Marner come in at? So Marner's going to come in my mind. Marner's coming in at just a little over ten million a year. So just for five years. I'm going uh, ten point five for Marner. I'm going to say Rantanen comes in at uh, ten million bucks. I'm saying he's coming a little bit more. I'm All saying right. he's ten, at least ten and a half, at least ten and a half. Uh, I think Point will get. Uh, he should get more than he's going to get, but because of that Florida state tax, he's going to come in at nine. Mm -hmm. Actually, no. What did Cooch sign for? Eight and a half. Yeah, he's not going to get more than Cooch. No. And then for me, the interesting one there, there's Patrick Linek. Yeah, he, he's he's not good. Not this year. So I mean, he and this is playing in a contract year. You would think you'd see a little bit more from him in that. Uh, he now he has had his his moments of injury as well, but he's not producing on the same level. Well, I mean the the you know your your, your top um, RFAs right now, if you're looking at in my my uh, mind are Point Marner and Rantanen. Those are the ones that are really standing out. Matt Matthews is great, but I mean you look at the point production of the others, they're they're at, they're near the top. So I think you're looking at. At um, line A, I don't think he's going to get the same amount of money as Matthews is, uh, but who knows? Yeah, He'll I, want it, obviously, but it's I not going to happen. Will. I, you know what? He might be a candidate just to do another two-year deal, like a really short-term one yeah, to, yeah. to see where he's at. For me, number, uh, Sebastian Aho from Carolina. He's going to cash in. He's someone time. who should cash in. He's and gonna, they should try to get him for eight years. Exactly. He's, he's 21 years old. Get him till his late 20s. Yep. On the opposite end, then I look at, at my team, the Ottawa Senators, and they've got an eight-year, $8 million deal on the table for Matt Duchesne. And I start to think, why are they going to do that? He'll be 37 when that deal is done. Yeah, He's got two or three prime years left, and then you're paying him, you're overpaying him for uh, years to, well, I don't even know what he's going to do with those years, but he's not going to produce. We saw it with Bobby Ryan. Bobby Ryan's being paid $7.5 for the yeah. next three or four years. So many players, we see them sign the big deal, and then they immediately tail off because they, their body just can't do it anymore. That Duchesne, like if you look at Duchesne, um, perhaps a five-year deal with him would be a benefit for both the club and the player. He may be able to sign afterwards for a little bit, but you know that Duchesne, because of his age, he's want, he wants the big deal. For sure. And if I'm Ottawa, I think I'm trading Duchesne. I've changed my mind. I've traded Duchesne. And I give Stone whatever he wants, and he becomes my captain and my leader That's going right. forward. Absolutely. Especially now that Eugene Melnick has said that they will spend to the cap between 2021 and 2025. <laughs> yep. Hang on, Ottawa fans, it's coming. Oh, for sure. Oh, my.
it's you know when you Eugene Malnick promises something. Yeah, you, you know take that to the to bank. Yeah, it's going to be great. All right, so keep an eye on those RFAs. It's going to be very exciting, and I think it's kind of neat that Austin Matthews decided that he wanted to set the bar. Yeah, and he wanted to get it over with. Yes, where the other players are kind of sitting back, waiting to see what's going to happen. So, well, and some of them are saying we're not talking now, right, until yeah. the end. So that that leaves teams, especially coming into the trade deadline. Um, in a bit of a pit, pinch, right? So there's a little bit of the unknown world for them. So we'll see, again, how they navigate that when it comes to trade deadline. We s might see some movement. I can't wait. Next three weeks. Yep. I'm taking a sick day. <laughs> so are you. Yeah, me too. All right. <laughs> I need one. Here we go. Right, here so we go. Uh, our winners and losers this week. So we've uh, we've got some names. We uh, A few weeks ago, we identified Uncle Martian as a team to watch. Yep. And he continues to uh, improve in the standings. He went up another four and a half points this week. He's our top winner, uh, and he currently stands at 87 points. So he's within range. He's within range now of, of starting to make a push. At 87 points, he can start pushing for 100. Managers would remember this from past episodes where I called him one of the biggest threats in the league. And this is where he was That's sitting well social. below 80. At that point, he was sitting well below 80. Was that not me that said that? No, no, it was not you. It was me. Okay. And I... In my wisdom, because I have have my finger on the pulse of this pool, because pretty much I am a master of prognostication, I predicted that Gump would be in this position to um, make a jump and make a run for it. And you're seeing that play out 100%. 100% accuracy. Do you know what we need? What? Uh, views from the bottom about Gump. Gump. I'm, I, I've already said it. Like week and week, I say he is one of the main. We need threats. you to break down the way that you've oh, broken. The, yeah, we break need down, a, a good, break down, shakedown. Absolutely, yeah. for Gump's team. For Gump's team. So, so he continues to rise. Yep. It's not a surprise given his team. He's in, in Cuba right now. He texted me yesterday. He hey. says he's engaged because he texted me uh, from the airport saying that he had set his lineup and he was on his way to Cuba. He could probably listen to this in Cuba too. Well, probably with the wonders of the internet. As long as he doesn't get poisoned like the those uh, Canadian. <laughs> Yeah. Diplomats, isn't that weird? Yeah, it's odd. All right, so our, our second biggest keeper, and this feels good to say, Zolt, or not keeper, our, our winner. Winner. Uh, Zoltok, uh, plus four, makes a huge Look at jump. Him. Now has 50, 50 points, points. 50 points in the pool. So way to go there, Robka. That's a, that, uh, no, you can't, we're, now we're just making fun. But no. he's got 50 points. No, You know what, though, like, on, on all, on all, on all seriousness, he, he is, he's, you can't be say he's making a push at all, but He's, there's some movement there. There's something to celebrate. There's something to give your wife a high five about. He's gunning for there you, you go. now. He is, I, and you know what? He's you've only done it, hey, you've done it again. Eh? I've done it again. You're in ninth. Way yeah. to go, man. Yeah, one one off my comfortable favorite position of well, all time. Well, Number ten. Unfortunately, we'll get to you in just a moment. Oh, great. Yep. So our biggest uh, winner, uh, number three this week, is pull my finger. He went plus three point five for the week. He wow. desperately needed that. He He's did. He's still in the uh, low 80s, yep. uh, but some good news finally for PMF. Yeah, that's nice to see as well because he, again, has uh, has had a couple of uh, really rough weeks, and he needs a, something to cheer about. And uh, I think you're going to see a little – Yeah, you're not going to see him jump over Gump right away, but uh, who knows. Marchand's tongue is, is, is uh, hanging on there too, I see. Well, let's talk about yeah. uh, him in just a second. Um, Are you going to get to me? Am I am I making the other side this week? You actually won the biggest loser. Yes. Yeah. So you actually won something this week. You are the biggest loser, dropping another five and a half points. You're now into the sixties. Uh, 
you know, I full credit to you because every yeah. year. 60s. I'm at 69. Which I'm is in old. the 60s, right? <laughs> yeah. Which is in the 60s. Thanks. But you're, it would be a C. Like if we were to grade your paper, you would be a C plus. Yeah, thanks. You're a C plus. Um, Level two. But, but you're so, again, you're so engaged in this pool and you do this I am. podcast. And yeah. You do all of these things. I love it. And once again, you've eliminated yourself. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? I can't. But you know what? Hold on, folks, because when we get to our our big segment, I think you're going to see my name in the list of of, of uh, intriguing managers at the very least. For me, and not to jump ahead, you actually probably have the most intriguing keepers. But yeah. what's intriguing to me yeah. is how you're going to end up and I said this before, like how, how will you mess this one up? Oh, I'm going to mess it up. Like there's no, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that this is going to be completely messed up by myself. Speaking I'm of messed up. And I can't blame anybody. we got to talk about someone who's messed up. Who? Warham. Warham. Marshawn's tongue. Yeah. Uh, nosedive. Of, uh, I'm going to call Uncle Martian is going to be ahead of him within two weeks. He had a drop of uh, minus four. He's our second yep. biggest loser yeah, this he week. Is. Uh, you know, so panic mode there. Um, for some reason, and, I, and I've asked him about uh, Johnny Gaudreau, I think this would be a great time to trade. <laughs> Here's Gaudreau. the pitch. An, an he's eleven. A, he's an 11. honest pitch. I mean, it is an honest. I'm. You know what though? If you look at it, I think he. If he sees himself out of it, he's going to keep him. If he sees himself in the race and still being able to do something, and and you know, Warm's not a quitter. We know that about Warm. He won't quit. He will make a trade in order to push himself into the money. Well, I think he's done. All right. <laughs> so he won't make a trade. No, no well. And then uh, our third biggest loser is yeah. actually uh, Mr. Helmer. The guy at the top has dropped uh, minus three. And, yeah. I, and, I have and some... Helmer and I on the same side this uh, this week? You guys are. You guys mm -hmm. are. Two peas uh... in a pod, Aiden. Now listen, this is what we need to talk about with Aiden because I have been in first place before and I know that you feel really comfortable in yep. the lead, Yep. Um, but you're always looking in your rear view mirror. Yep. And uh, for Aiden, yeah. here's something that he needs to consider now. And I'm not being you right now taking oh, no, jabs no. at him. No, I'm not. I, I, listen, I have never taken a jab at Aiden. I just speak the <laughs> truth. I just speak the truth. I just yeah, see true. how it is. I apologize. I never, I never I attack never... him on any other level other than his performance in the pool. And actually, you're the one that brought up this week's performance in the pool that Aiden is having. Well, no, he just well because I I I'm the one who does the biggest losers and winners, so I had to. By yeah, but I'm just contractual obligation. I guess However. So. Here's where Gibby maybe needs to be a bit concerned. Yeah. Uh, we are now, this is week 18 we just finished. It is. Or we're into week 18. Yep. Um, he has a 12-point lead over second place, a 13-point lead over third place. Yep. It's closing in on him. Week 15, that lead was 21 points. Yeah. So this is the incremental thing. It's very hard to stay in the 120s in this pool. Yeah. Uh, and, and he probably knows that at 125, 126, he was pushing the upper end of where he would max out. Yeah. So now he's got to hope his players perform and stick to that 120-ish. If he falls into 116, 117 territory, yeah. this is where he could see some competition there. So well, I, I it's think going to be an interesting few weeks for the, him. The, 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 there, there are managers chipping away at this on him, and you're one of them. You had a three-and-a-half-point increase last night. Nick is one of them. Heisenberg is one of them. And I'm, I'm, I'm always going to say Bowlby is, uh, is too. Um, there's a bunch of you that are in the hunt and with the trade deadline coming up, it's going to be really interesting to see what everyone does. 
Um, Aiden, if I was Aiden, I'm still confident because it's still a big lead. It is a big lead. But as you said, it was bigger last week and it was bigger the week before. This is a, a shift, I think. Well, if, if his goalies stay healthy, yeah, that will be his... Um, that's his insurance policy right now because when you're seeing 12s across the board, you feel good, but you can't go up. Yep. So in his offensive categories, he's he's almost maxed out on what he can do offensively, yep. but he has a lot of room to grow in goalie. So if he drops a little bit in the offensive categories, but that Mark Andre Fleury Pekka Rene uh, duo should give him some uh, much-needed stats and goalies and keep him in first place. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens um, in the next uh, week uh, to two weeks here as we move into trade deadline. And, and there's, there's uh, I'm not saying there will be a changing of the guard, but there's uh, definitely um, managers making that push against them. All right. All and, right. Uh, let's, you know what, not to wish our lives away, but shall we look forward to next September? And if uh, lineups ended today where guys would be. Absolutely. So here we go. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Just like an old time movie about a ghost from a wishing well in a castle dark or a fortress strong. With chains upon my feet You know that ghost is me And I will never be set free As long as I'm a ghost You can't see All right, it is time now for the highlight of the show, the feature of the show, playing, playing for, keeps. for keeps. Okay, so again, you have compiled this wonderful, colorful spreadsheet for, for me. I guess you just did this for me um, to share with everyone here. And there is some, I would say, very telling information here, but very interesting information as we are heading into our own trade deadline. Yeah, so let's start at number 12. We're going to start with Hennessy. We went through the lineup. We combed what we thought would be um, keepers based on uh, the rosters. And and as we go through this, we might see that there are some some managers who should probably make yeah. a deal yep. to improve their keepers. Uh, but let's start with uh, our good buddy, Tony. Oh, before we do that, i got to yeah. tell everyone this. Okay. We are one manager away from filling the Yahoo pool. I just need Aiden Helmer to sign up. Yeah. And then I've got the 12 managers and I'm going to play around with that. I'm going to populate that with our current rosters. Okay. So that we can actually um, declare our keepers on Yahoo. I I just don't like the way... When I check ESPN on my phone, I can't see anything. Like, no. They still haven't fixed it. Fixed that, yeah. So, uh, We're divorcing know, Kelsey? We could be divorcing The papers Kelsey. are almost signed? So, yeah. So, I accidentally... I was sending... Actually, uh, Blair didn't get my emails. I was sending it to Blair McDonald, not Blair C. McDonald. So, oh, yeah, some, some dude is getting emails from us, and he has no idea what the legal... I don't like that other is. Blair at all. I like our Blair. He never responded to you. Yeah, like, God. This other Blair. Ew. Okay, so Blair signed up today. Tony Excellent. signed up today. Now Excellent. we just need Aiden. We just we got, need Aiden. We got a full roster. Okay. Now we'll play around with so, you. Okay, so let's talk about uh, yeah. Tony's Tony's lineup. Who do you see as his four keepers? Oh, my goodness. So if we're going through this, uh, we're looking at Jones, Hart, two goalies right off the top. Without a doubt, um, of, of a $14 and a $25, respectively, keeping Hirshire and Carlson for... A grand total of 126 bucks, 874 moving into draft night. 
Uh, those are some pretty impressive keepers. Yeah, they are. I, I see, um, you know, I dropped Carter Hart uh, thinking that he would just be a temporary pickup, but yep. he, he is now in the conversation for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think next to uh, uh, Buddy out west there, Pedersen, I think yeah. Carter Hart would be second right now. He's got a 925 save percentage. He's yeah. winning games. The Flyers are now somehow in the playoff push, so... Uh, you know, 25 bucks. he's an absolute keeper. Martin Jones is a keeper. Yeah. Uh, Carlson's a keeper. And then the only question mark for me is, who's that fourth guy? So Nico, he's sure maybe at 29 bucks, strictly because he's 29 bucks. Yeah. So you go in with a lot of cash. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I don't think you anybody would criticize those keepers at all. And he gets to go into the draft with lots of money to play with. Fantastic. And, and so does our next manager. So yeah. uh, the White Flame. And this is, sorry, sorry to cut, jump in here, but the White Flame has had a weird, I won't say a weird season, but when he, he's made a lot of deals. He's fun, he's fun to have in the pool because of that. So as a result, his keepers have always kind of, that we what we thought he would keep, he's kind of traded them away for other assets. So who do you see as, as his four that he's going to run into the uh, draft night with? Well, I think he's actually got a good foundation. He doesn't 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 have to make any more trades. No, he doesn't. Um, you know, his keepers are, are quite cheap. And he's gonna have a lot of money. So if I was him right now, uh, Kyle Connor at sixty three bucks. Yeah. And this is taxes in, so I've already added the ten percent tax. The luxury tax. Absolutely. Okay. So Kyle Connor at sixty three bucks is a no brainer at left wing. Yeah. Uh, PK Subban at twenty three dollars is a no brainer for me. And yeah. then I think he he goes in with two goalies, Jacob Markstrom and Miko Koskinen. Yep. Uh, Forty seven dollars for the two of them. Koskinen will be number one in Everton yeah, next year. Yeah, Talbot's gone. Just, yeah. And Markstrom's number one on an improving Vancouver team. Yep. So you go in there with um, four solid players. You can pick up a goalie maybe at the draft uh, to complement those two guys. But then you have a lot of money to go after the big boys. This is it's, he's got a good good four core to go around. And again, he'll draft. I'm sure he'll improve on his draft night. But uh, I agree with you on that one. Koskinen is, is a no-brainer. Subban, Connor, Markstrom, all good players. All, yeah. all reasonably priced. He's got a good team. So we're going to see a trend here, and that trend is money. Yeah. Uh, that, that, Big that, time. It looks like guys are going to go in with money next year. So yeah. you want to take us through uh, Robka, Zoltok, and, and who you see as his four guys? Yeah. So, I, again, looking at this money piece, I'm, wonder, I'm wondering how, how much of an influence is money over position when, when managers are, are going to be assigning their keepers. So I'm going to leave that in the back of your head for a second while I go run through Zoltok. So Zoltok, he's going to keep Dubnik, of course, at 39 bucks. Skinner at 10 What a What a, a, a cheap keeper you have great, there. Great pickup. Hannafin at 10 and Kachuk at 19 for a total of $78.922. Bucks. That's uh, unreal. Yeah, and for me... Uh, it's a no-brainer to keep any of these guys at ten dollars. Skinner's a top ten ranked player. Yeah. At ten bucks, Noah Hanavin's a top ten player. Yep. And at nineteen bucks, Matthew Kachuk might just be at a top ten. I think he might be eleventh ranked or yeah. something for for left wingers and so, a top goalie. And he's so, got a, and he's and got a number one goalie on yeah. on a performing team. That's right. And then nine twenty two, Robin is uh, one of the most aggressive guys at the draft, and and this year he'll have the cash to back it up. It's awesome. Great and huge, huge, huge money going in. Okay, fourth manager. Yeah. Fourth theme of cash going into the draft and we're going to talk about you now so i'm going to talk right. about you we've yeah. talked about this a bit yep uh but we've got uh braden point miko rantanen uh and then two aliases i yeah, think I you'll be that. the first manager ever to, ever have, to two have two alias yep. aliasi um all for a total of 911 dollars. it's going to cost you 89 dollars to keep those guys 
And here's where the position thing I got concerned about a little bit when I was looking at yours. Yep. And that is the fact that you would be going in with three guys that take up center slots yep. in the draft. Yep. Um, now, we know that uh, this year, Elias Lindholm uh, is a multi-category, just like many players. Uh, so Lindholm is center left wing? Yep. All right, so you've got a left winger there, but you know you can't really go after a center at no. on draft night uh, because you've got three slots already does taken. If we switch to Yahoo, does that work the same way? Ooh, good question. Yeah. That, ooh. Ooh. Come on, Aiden, sign yeah, up. I gotta sign, find yeah, this we got to find this stuff out. I'm going to spend an entire weekend auto-populating uh, every, every single team. Yeah, come on, Aiden. 70 guys. Because I need to know that. So there you go. So yeah. I, I, I guess uh, for you, there's no question. These are all young guys. These are guys you could keep for years from now. So that, I, You know that's not going to happen. I'm I know. trade them away. I would love to have those four keepers. That that scares me. So so I would not be making any more deals uh, no. if I were you. Unless someone uh, wanted to come by and throw you um, a really cheap top five goalie. That's yeah. all I would. Cause you, and you, I still you, have Marner to deal. So remember, that's a possibility. If I get like an offer for Vasilevsky or something like that, for you know, a, and there it is. I don't know. The weekly. I know the weekly. <laughs> Marner, Marner, and another keeper of mine. Maybe, maybe it will happen. But AMF. yeah, well, just, just oh. my final thoughts on that one. It's a risk. Those are my four keepers. I will be going into the draft with those unless I trade them. Um, but uh, it's a risk without a goaltender. But uh, as you say, no risk, no reward. I don't know. We'll I, see. I, if I were you, I wouldn't worry about the goaltender. They're, they're available at the draft. True. Let's go to PMF here. All right, uh, your turn. Take oh. uh, take him through. Again, some phenomenal names here. McKinnon at forty five bucks. Tavares at, at one eleven. That's a. You think that's expensive, given that we've gone through a lot of the ten dollars and twenty five dollar players, but it's John Tavares, um, and Frederick Anderson at one hundred one, and Shabbat at a huge ten dollars. Um, he's he's got uh, PMF's got obviously center covered goaltender defense. He's got his forwards. I uh, they're pretty impressive. Yeah, I I, I love these uh, keepers as well, and I keep John Tavares at one hundred and eleven dollars. Yeah, um, because uh, once again, look look who's winning the pool this year. He went in with five hundred bucks, Aiden, and, yep. and he proved that if you go um, quality into the draft, uh, you can create a very very competitive team. And if I'm PMF, yeah, I'm, those are four. High quality players that I'm keeping. Huge, huge players to build um, your team around, and uh, and competitive ones at that. And he'll still have 733 bucks on draft night if he keeps those four uh, to play with. And as you, we, as as our listeners would know from our past show, that's a sweet spot. That he's is. in. He's in the sweet spot. He's, he's so in that sweet spot. No one has won the. Has anybody won the pool keeping the most money? Nope. No. Never. So hear that, Zoltok. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's go to Gump. So for me, Gump, uh, I I think this is the weakest crop of keepers, but I'm going to uh, put a little asterisk beside him because I think he's not going to do what I and you think he no, might do. No, that's right true. Now. So DeBrincat at forty four dollars at left wing. Yeah, that's a keeper. Huge. When I look yep. at his roster now, balancing dollars, I took Josh Bailey as well at twenty eight bucks. He's a multi category guy. Yep. Keith Yandel, who's I think he's a top five player this year. Yeah, it's crazy. At forty six dollars, and then Tuukka Rask at nineteen because no I brainer. want to start. Yeah, yeah. So that gives him eight hundred and sixty three dollars. But I don't like those four. I think they're that's a that's a weak crop of keepers. Yeah. 
But I also know that Gump is the one manager who is not afraid to keep a $250 guy. Well, this is the other piece too. He still has lots of money to go after those big names. So if he's keeping like a Josh Bailey or, or uh, a Yandel or DeBrin Cat as, as kind of thinking as a secondary type player and not, he still has money to go after a Crosby or Ovechkin or something like that as well. So he's he, he may be thinking strategy that way. But again, he has in the past kept uh, big dollar players. So, so I would see wild card. Him, so what I would see is Bailey coming out potentially. Yeah. And uh, Mark Shifley or Patrick Kane going in. At yeah. Which, at which point that's a pretty solid four. Yeah. Less money in going into the draft, but you know, again, he uh, he can prove that he can be competitive and on draft night and scary too. He's the one manager who doesn't care how much money he has in the draft. He's no. never really had any strategy, and he no. just bids whatever he wants. It's right and gets the players he wants, and is, and then puts it on autopilot and goes to bed. Remember last year he was driving everyone's prices up. Yeah, no, <laughs> that was actually really good. You know what? I hope he gets uh, diarrhea. In Cuba. <laughs> yeah. All right, where are we now? Marshawn's tongue. Yeah, Robbie Warham. So Warham here, wonderful collection of keepers. Huge dollars going in. Hedman at 15, Goudreau at 14, Hellebuck at 28, and Dadnov at 11 for total value of $68, $932 going in. That's a scary four. That's a huge, because he, and he has a goaltender in that as well, one that I traded away. He has a goaltender in that mix. Two, uh, he's a right wing and a left wing, sometimes harder to fill, harder than center position, uh, and a defenseman. That's a scary, scary uh, four at. Nine for and nine hundred thirty-two dollars to go into the draft night. Yeah, so we'll go in. Uh, you know, based on our predictions, who's going to have the the most money? Yeah. Marshawn would go in with the most money. Yeah, and I I think he likes that position going in with the most money yeah. this year. He didn't take that strategy, no. so I think he's going to mix it up next year. Uh, and certainly, most of those players should be on his his list. I think so. Uh, come September, it uh, it's it's he's he's crazy going into draft night too. Again, he he's probably one of the most strategic uh, managers on draft night. Uh, and he has it all mapped out, so we'll see what he can do with that much cash. Okay, so uh, let's go on now to Bowlby, Bowlby Whiskey Dick Van Dyke Show, and uh, you're going to see that there's a name missing from there, and that name is Patrick Line. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, y- y- interesting. Go ahead. So when I was looking at this, I was thinking, wow. you, so let's make a choice between Sebastian Aho and Patrick Line. Yeah, and uh, I, take, I take Aho. He comes in cheaper. Yeah. He's a right winger, so yep. same position as Line. Yep. He comes in cheaper, and yep. he's been a better performer this year than Absolutely. Line. Line's yep. just been so inconsistent. Yep. Maybe he's a head case or something going on with that guy. Maybe. I don't know. But Sebastian Ajo has, has solidified himself as uh, a top-ranked forward in the NHL. He's the most important forward on Carolina, yep. uh, whereas on Winnipeg you've got a whole bunch of forwards you can choose from. Yep. Sebastian Ajo is their guy there, so I would go with him. Uh, over line A, what would you do? Yeah, well, this is the thing. Let's go down to the rest. So you got Aho, Vasilevsky, Carlson, and Yossi for $161. This is what, this is what, if I had to do a do-over on draft night, I wouldn't have gone in with 2D. I wouldn't have gone in with Hedman and Yossi on draft night. I think that handcuffed me a little bit, even though they were really cheap. I would have, what I would have tried to do is trade one of those away um, because they're so cheap for a huge forward asset. So, if I'm Bowlby, I yes, Carlson and Yossi, they're you know top three, four defensemen in the league, but I'm not going in with them. Well, here's here's where uh, I think you're reading Doug's mind. He he told me last year I think that he doesn't like spending money on defense, so I don't think he would like to take two keeper spots up on defense. I, so, yeah. So this might be a place where he's going to try to make a move. But looking at his roster now, 
the biggest decision I saw was yeah. uh, line A and also yeah, um, it's huge. what are they going to do with the Colorado goalies? Do you end up keeping one of those guys? Who knows? He's got some assets. He, he, I, he wants to deal I for sure. So. And, and, and uh, line A might be one of those for another manager to pick up. Because still value there, but I think your, your value at Ajo is better. Let's go to Heisenberg. So uh, Heisenberg, uh, to me, he would go in with not as much money as the other guys, but he's got Cooch at $37. Yeah. He is, you know, one, two, three, four, five best deal in, in the league. Yeah. So, so that's by far. a guy. By, yeah, far. by far. So that's a guy that's on there at $37. He's on there for the rest of his life. Yep. Um, we know that Blair's a, a big Toronto fan, but yep. we also know that Austin Matthews is a number one center on a, on a team that scores a lot of goals. So Matthews at 161 bucks. Uh, John Gibson at Jay 76 Mallory, and then Ben Bishop at $15. I thought we were actually going to avoid. I know. No, oh, hey, on, we, anyways, it, it whatever. Can't be, can't be a podcast without an announcement. No. So Gibson and Bishop, they come in at uh, 90 bucks for your goalies. Uh, what do you think? I, again, solid keepers. Um, Matthews is, is, is the big spend there at 161 But again, you know, he's, he's a player that's 280. 290 on draft night probably yep. um so there's he's not going to get him back for that that cheap 711 it's great again sweet spot if we look at the stats that's the sweet spot to be in uh blair sees in great position yeah and you've got four players that are all uh, i think all ranked top 10 this year yeah gibson may be out of the top 10 but it's not his fault it's his, it's his team's fault um, all right, so let's go still to... Still putting up decent numbers, though. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's like still putting up decent and, numbers. And Bishop now has taken off. The, he has. That yeah. was a good uh, yeah. good pickup for him. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about... Uh, yeah, let's talk about right now. Yeah, the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> you've got... I, I just love your first three. It's amazing. Uh, your keepers are good. you got Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak. You worked hard to get the set. Okay? The, the dream came the, true. The, and the you know dream, what Boston yeah. has done? Broke them up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So you worked hard to get that, but you know Bergeron's your 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 big spend at one seventeen. But he's one of those fantasy players that that uh, get uh, or, sorry multiple category players. So um, and the last one there is Redich, um on Calgary. So you've and got to assume that Redich is going to assume the number. one He will position assume number one and on a team that's awesome. Yes. Uh, so your your uh, value is two. Uh, Keep it about two twenty. You're going in seven hundred and eighty dollars. I know you would like to go in more money, but it's not going to come at the cost of splitting up your your Boston three at all. And you know when you have Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak on on your lineup, uh, or and on anybody's team, you know they're uh, they're going to be putting up massive points. So you know that the one player that I would consider is Bergeron because he's at $117. Yeah. But then I know in September, yeah. he would be one of the first guys uh, nominated. Yeah. Just, just to spite me. Whoever would well, nominate him would, right. would nominate that him. That would really, be me. And he would guess. You, uh, I knew that. I didn't yeah. want to say your name. That's right. But it would be you. And then uh, he's going for $160, 170 just, just, just a question here, too. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just throwing it. out something to ponder. I'm just, I'm just wondering how a Goudreau would fit into that that. that uh, that lineup of keepers there something's got to go so i'm just just kind of throwing that out there wondering well then i would have three yeah wingers yeah so i don't want good anymore no, you don't nope 35 so if, minutes ago i did but i don't want so him. I have no interest in it. warren would throw that off or you just you know cancel or i'd hang up the phone you would hang it up just like he hung up you remember when you hung up on me warren yeah i haven't I, forgotten i, I would hang that. up on you yeah that was mean yeah i know and I you know. ended up getting mcdavid from that i did which got your point it's got me point that's yeah. exciting. That is. Nick right. in the box. Nick, the, again, um, probably uh, one of the best runs this season because he, what did he, at one point he was at 10? 
tenth or something like that. He was so no, low. he was twelfth. He was Hennessy. Yeah, and then now he's in so third. He's in third this week. He is. Yeah, uh, so he was in second, and then last night I just jumped over. Yeah, him. so it's it's amazing. So his keepers you're looking at are Larkin, Giordano, Leonard, and Barzal for ninety one dollars. Um, he's going in at nine oh nine. I think that's pretty scary. I think so as well. So Larkin at ten bucks uh, is a no brainer. Uh, Giordano who will probably yep. win the Norris. Yep. Unless you're talking to a Toronto fan and that's it'll right. be Morgan Riley. That's but right. Giordano will probably win the Norris. He's twenty eight bucks. Robin Leonard, if he signs in New York again, yep. what a what a success story. He's been at twenty five bucks. And then uh, Barzal at twenty eight. He's the one player I'm not sure that Nick would keep because Nick knows that centers are uh, plentiful. And so to lock up two centers in, in the draft, I'm not sure he's willing to do that. And also yeah. Barzal's fantasy value versus actual NHL value hasn't been proven yet. So, But definitely the first three, he would he would get there. And then at Barzal at, at 28 bucks, why not? Yeah, and then still tons of money to go after some big names and some big assets to either keep or trade uh, throughout the season. So let's yeah. go to our leader. Yeah. You want to run through this? Sure. I yeah, would, yeah um, go ahead. I, I believe one of the most underrated trades of the year is um, – the one that Gibby made with Nick in a box. Uh, yeah. And this will have implications on the draft because he has now picked up Marc-Andre Fleury, who's the number one ranked goalie, yep. uh, for $45. And that frees up his <laughs> excuse me, his need to keep Pekka Yeah, who was 180 bucks. That's right. So I think that he doesn't keep Rene, and he keeps Marc-Andre Fleury at $45. Yep. Uh, who else do you see him keeping? Well, you, you Arvidsson's one. Right, I think Arvidsson he's got to consider. You know, he's at right wing. You, you may see at, but he's a hundred dollars, so you may see him drop off, um, and Rene there added as well. Just depends. Again, trying to get in Aiden's head. That's the only one that I would say. <laughs> you're just just trying to get. You're just saying trying to get into his head. Yeah. Well, and, and, and to see to see the way he sees. Okay. So that would oh, be, you're trying to see through his eyes. Yeah, that's right. So that okay. that's that the only way the only the the only play that that's on this list. and We'll get to the other two in just a second. That I see as as not necessarily a hundred percent is Arvidsson, and that would be it. It's not a toss up because I agree with Arvidsson being on right now, but he could come off and Rene could come on. What about the other two? No brainer that uh, Gabriel Landeskog comes in twenty eight bucks. Probably Sean, the steal of the draft, yeah, most likely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah. Sean Monahan. So if he does that, he's 60. got a goalie, left wing, center, and a right wing. Right? Yeah. Ideally, you love to have um, players on your keeper list that are like uh, are from various categories. And if he goes Flurry, Landeskog, Monahan, Arvidsson, he has uh, done that. He would go in with seven sixty four. Yeah. This is this is again. Um, he's in that sweet spot. He's spending on Arvidsson, but um, you can't argue with those keepers at all and then that would position them for an amazing run next year as well yeah so so that's how we see it right now if the, the season ended today we know we've got a month to make trades so things will change between now and then can we just talk about some implications of uh yeah of all of this yeah all so right what does this all mean so uh we will have uh over ten thousand dollars available at the draft next year to be spent that's a thousand dollars more than what was at the draft this year so we are going to see a lot more money on the table next year. So do you see record bids coming out of this? Potentially. I, you know, and there are guys who are really aggressive who have a lot of money. So this year we didn't see anybody go for over $300. Yeah. No question next year there are players going for over $300 and uh, maybe into the mid-300s because guys have the cash. Like if you look, so if you look at our available drafts, uh, Marshawn's Tong at 932. Uh, we won't go through all of the values, but right down to Whiskey Dick Van Dyke at 839, there's uh, two, four, six, eight managers who have $839 or more. Yeah. So if you think eight of the top players go for a couple hundred bucks, 
all of those guys have six to have seven hundred dollars still. Well, let's look at the Heisenberg is, is is the manager with the least amount of money at seven eleven. We don't have a manager below that. In years we've seen five hundred. This would be the first time four hundred, yeah, six hundred dollars before. So everybody's actually flush with cash. Yeah. So I, I see awesome. potentially uh, record bids, but I also think then if guys uh, see this. Are you better off keeping a $200 guy? Because a guy that costs $200 this year is going to be $300. Oh, sure. So They're not going to get them back for cheaper. Not a chance. A lot, you know, anyone wanting to get Patrick Kane cheaper next year is not going to do it. It's not going to be a Jake Allen. No. Repeat. No, not a chance. <laughs> they could just pull the muscle. Um, <laughs> Standing up's tough, eh? It is. Uh, we're going to see a lot of superstars available. So yeah. in, in the list we just went through, there weren't a lot of superstar names, which means there are going to be a ton of superstars available at the draft. Yep. And then... Um, by position, we had 11 guys at center, nine left wing keepers, five right wingers, nine defense. And 14 <coughs> goaltenders. Yeah. 48 so, players capped. How much does this, I don't know if you remember, how much is this, that, that breakdown um, differ from last year? We always see goalies and centers at the most. Yeah. For sure. Um, there's not a lot of defense in this list. Usually there's a few more defense. You know the positive for me when I look at that list? There's only five right wing being capped, and that's a huge incredibly tough position to fill yeah on oh, a yeah. roster so when i look at that number of five that means there's more in play on draft night i i, I think you're right there um you know draft i can't wait for the draft i love the draft it's so much. amazing have yeah. you picked out your beer yet yeah i I've, i'm not drinking that much so the beer i have in my fridge right now will probably be what i drink you know how you gave me three yeah yeah so i'm going to keep one of those Ooh, nice yeah and then, and then that would be my I tilt it on its side. It ages better. <laughs> it ages better. The the aluminum swirls through a little bit better. Aluminum, aluminium. Aluminium. That's what we say in our house. So. Do you? Yeah. Aluminium. Oh, aren't you? Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna no, swear. No. I'm not gonna no, because I don't have time to edit. No. So so that's uh, playing for keeps. This is where we we see it. Um, the last thing I'm going to say is is the managers that intrigue me the most. Certainly, you having such a young core yeah. of players with no goalie, uh, you know that that team intrigues me. My number's nine one one, by the way. <laughs> How appropriate! Nine hundred and eleven dollars. Yeah. Um, so you're the team that that intrigues me. Uh, Blair's team always with uh, Kucherov and, yep. and those guys, and um, uh, you know this year's champ is with Flurry, Landeskog, Monahan, Arvidsson. This year's champ. This year's potential champ. Okay, Sorry. thank you. Well, Freudian slip. Wow. I've already called the season. Wow, why don't you just start trading away all your team then? I might. Yeah. That's it. Text me, Warren. <laughs> there we go. All right, folks. There you have it. That is episode 26. What's on for next week? Uh, well, if we can actually track each other down. Yeah, which we will. Then, uh, then yeah. we'll figure out a topic. I was thinking we need to look at the Swiss Army Knife players. Those yeah. players yeah. That's a good one. are... Uh, our fantasy gold. Yeah, absolutely. All right, folks, there you have it. That's episode 26. We'll see you next week. See you, boys.